again, it's it's the same thing with what we do. I mean, Primerica being the largest financial services marketing company in North America, it's the beautiful thing is we're all small business owners, basically, right? right. It, it's building our own small business, and what that what that entails is we lead a volunteer army, so there has to be inherent value built there, right? Right. There's not that employee pressure that everybody else feels. So being a true servant leader and actually truly generating value in somebody's life that they have to be able to see. Hello and welcome to the Generate Your Value podcast. I am your co-host, Andy McDowell, founder and owner of Generate Your Value, providing life, leadership, and small business coaching services in the Atlanta area. And I'm your other co-host, Zach Levy. I run a nationwide financial service business with my wife, Megan. Zach and I have the intention to bring you tips, concepts, ideas, suggestions, stories, and analogies from A to Z, which will help you to grow your personal brand and small business in such a way that joy, happiness, and success as you define it for yourself are achieved. We hope to use our gifts, talents, and experiences in business to generate value in your life. And with that being said, let's move to our topic for today. conversation and discussion and thought and praying and everything else we finally made it about time <laughs> first, like i said first I episode mean, on our podcast right what has it been probably a year in planning now it feels like feels like that yeah feels like yeah. that i don't think it's been well you can't rush perfection that's the thing <laughs> no you can't no you can't it takes a lot of blood sweat and tears and we've had a lot of that with this yes for know, sure trying to launch it yeah for so, sure uh, very happy to be here uh, on our first podcast. Um, we're going to try and um, give you guys an idea of who we are as people and what our background has been and sort of our journey to get ourselves to this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, just fill you in. I mean, how did how did Andy and Zach come to be to give you everything from A to Z, right? Right. Um, you know, met as uh, in business networking and you know, you meet people that you just click with. It's the right mindset. It's the right worldview and um, have very, very similar goals of what we want to contribute to this world. So that's why we're here. So happy to be here, though. Yeah, the generator of value in the world, right? That's exactly. how the company, my company's name came to be. And we'll get into that a little bit later in the episode about um, the story behind that. But it's 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 an effort to bring our talents and skills and personalities if you will to the table and uh, help people in life you know to to give back to the world what the world is right each of us in, in terms of our journeys in life i mean i've always lived uh life by the motto you you know you can't make a withdrawal unless you put deposits in exactly so can't yeah. extract value we'll get into this exactly extract value sorry level generate. foreshadowing there <laughs> so so to start off, why don't um, you give a, uh, the audience an idea of who you are, where you came from, and, and what your business journey has been like? Yeah, definitely. At this point. Um, from the get go, I mean, as a as a kid growing up, I you know had some personal issues to overcome. I was um, you know short skinny kid. My original 
out from that was fitness and it helped me up, you know, like you said, you want to give back to what helps you the most. And originally I got into the fitness field and, um, you know, corporate fitness and fitness management and loved helping clients. And it just, it just wasn't cutting it and thought the way to do everything was climbing the corporate ladder and got, uh, got recruited into restaurant management. So, I mean, my, my whole career prior was really focused on development of talent, of coaching and, but it was to no real end that I saw it was all, all that, all that I was putting in, it felt like was kind of for more selfish gain, more me growth than them. Yeah, and it just it felt like right. that was what you had to do. Right. Exactly. Right. And I mean, you know this, I mean, you'll get into your background, but in corporate management, you, unfortunately you've got to step on some toes to get things done. It feels like sometimes. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you try to be the good guy and then you get reprimanded for doing the right thing or what you see is the right thing for your people. And, um, just some things happened with the company I was with and lo and behold, I get a phone call with, I I just call it God's timing, just right at the right time and opportunity presented itself with Primerica where my wife and I run our business. Now it's, um, just, I saw a way to not only add value to my team, to my people, in my business, but also our clients' lives in a massive, massive way. And I, I saw an avenue to be able to do what I was put here to do, which is completely change lives and add a tremendous amount of value to people's lives. Because, um, I mean, now we're able to sit down with people that typically wouldn't have access to the help that they need financially, the coaching that they need, the avenues that they need, and literally change trajectories of generations mm-hmm. on both sides of what we do. So. So why don't you talk a little bit about, um, for the audience, who, who, who is Primerica? What do they do? Yeah. Uh, a little bit of history of how they got started and um, where you see their values and their brand matching with, with your own personal brand. Yeah, so Primerica Financial Services originally started as A.L. Williams back in 1977 um, with a crusade to right a massive wrong originally in the life insurance industry only just the founder's family had for lack of a better term been screwed over and art williams was taught the truth about how insurance really works and he went on a crusade to to really take down the industry to take down the biggest names in the most corrupt industry in the world Mm -hmm. and you know he he went after it by 1990 he built a company that had really flipped the industry and we've evolved into a very, very large organization that focuses on not just that, but completely changing families' financial lives, teaching them the concepts of how money really works, of how to take basically the ingredients that they have and generate generational wealth with that by learning the rules of money, typically things that only the wealthy are taught, right? Yeah, and unfortunately, our public school systems don't teach those kinds of things, right? They no, rely on the parents to do that for their kids. Right, and then right? generationally speaking, we do what our parents are taught, and if we're if our parents are you know taught the wrong things, they're living paycheck to paycheck in debt their entire lives, and they're never taught a better way. And that's what we focus on. That's what Primerica focuses on, and that's what drew me to build a business here. Mm-hmm. Is you know, 
always focus on doing what's right, not what makes the most money. Doing what makes the consumer the most money. Doing mm-hmm. what generates the most for the customer, not necessarily us. And, you know, you, know, you reap what you sow. Whatever mantra you want to go with, I use Galatians 6-9 in this, and this holds true. If we don't grow weary in doing good at the proper time, we will reap the harvest as long as we don't give up. So that, and I saw that to be true throughout the, throughout the company. And that's what drew me here. And that's what has drawn my wife here, gotten her to work full time and, you know, in our business with me, on our business with me. And we both see this as almost a form of ministry to generate that value that we're talking about. Right. So your role within um, Primerica is on the, on the sales side, the networking side, helping to bring the products to the customer. That's definitely one, but also um, through building our business, we teach people that have that entrepreneurial spirit Mm -hmm. to not just meet the status quo, not just go with the flow and do what everybody else says, but have the opportunity to build that life of freedom to where they're generating something for their family that ultimately, like I said, will change generations. Right, but that's probably the most attractive thing for people wanting to get into the entrepreneurial world is that you are your own boss. Right. You have that opportunity to be creative, if you will, in your own business. Yeah, you're taking on more risk in doing so, but the the potential outcomes out of it are so much greater for you and your family. Right. And have something as a legacy, if you will, to pass down to future generations. I mean, you definitely get it. So um, it's higher, you know, a little bit of risk with a higher reward. Right. Right. So... It's just um, really pouring into people and giving your efforts time to compound. That's what mm-hmm. people. What, that's what scares people. So, and you know, again, the whole reason we connected to do this podcast is to walk people through that and teach. You know, hopefully, help them generate value in an area they want to. Exactly to help bring. Yeah. Uh, you know, they say it takes a village to raise a child. Right. Right. Well, in the same way, it takes a village to raise a business, to start a business and to keep a business going. And our hope with this podcast is that we can be part of your, your village. If you're a business owner or an entrepreneur, that this is another resource, another part of your village that you can use and go to, to help you be successful in your business. Even if you're not in the Atlanta area. Right. 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 And Um, I think that was a, a part of our early part of our conversations about doing this was to be able to, generate value in people's lives right and I mean through this podcast through, through through our skills and talents through zoom technology through digital technology I mean there's no geographic borders anywhere no. we happen to live in the Atlanta area sure but I mean we've been doing business in California and Colorado I mean it's it's uh, ever reaching right right so we we live in a connected world now right so but Andy what I mean on your side I mean what's where you know tell everybody where you came from your background and just and just to let y'all know i mean it it's quite a uh it's quite a story andy has i've known it for a while so i'll let you take that uh okay so i'm the eldest son uh of two sons um came down to atlanta area to go to school georgia tech uh, electrical engineering graduate and from there went to the georgia state business school to get a master's um, I started out of grad school with a small entrepreneurial firm of 
about 40 people. Um, we were hitting a brand new technology in the technology field called geographical information systems and finally reached the desktop, you know, finally hit the Windows platform and so forth where computers are finally getting on people's desk and all of a sudden you had this powerful tool where you could bring geography into a database and do some um, statistical thing, demographics thing, geographical things with it and I became a consultant to uh, with the outfit where I was going out and helping clients start to use this new technology um, and make some waves in their business. And one of the clients we took on was an aviation-related company. Uh, once again, another small entrepreneur, entrepreneurial firm only had 17 people, and they were assisting what was then a brand-new marketplace in cellular phones and so cell towers are going up like crazy and the FCC requires cellular companies to file their towers with the FAA and make sure that they're not in flight paths because uh, when pilots are flying IFR and they're only going on instruments the last thing you want them is have them fly right into a cellular right. tower so unfortunately that process took six months to get an answer from the FAA and cellular companies were in a race. They were in a race to get their towers up as soon as possible and start getting subscribers because uh, they're investing a lot of capital dollars into that process. So they wanted to make sure that when they inputted that paper, that application to the FAA, they were going to get a yes. All, all was imagine. okay. And that's where we came in is we did the same analysis uh, that the FAA did, but we did it in two weeks instead of six months. Um, and that two week turnaround time was what they started with. And they brought me in with that technology and I got it down to a couple of days. Wow. Um, you know, the technology I brought in and put in their processes helped reduce their expenses by 75%. You can imagine what kind of impact that makes on a small entrepreneur firm. Um, the two owners of the firm decided that they wanted to retire. Uh, they built a business big enough that um, they made a ton of money. They retired as millionaires. The company got acquired by a company called Jeppesen, who at the time was owned by Times Mirror, uh, a company out of L.A. that was in the printing business. And if you're in the aviation industry, Jeppesen's a household name. But if you're not in the industry, you've never heard of them. They're sort of like BASF, right? Remember those right. commercials where... You don't know us, but all of our products are in stuff that you buy, you know, right. kind of mindset. It's the same thing uh, with Jeppesen. And so Jeppesen bought us because uh, their customers have been asking them to get into the airspace design business. And GPS was coming on board within the industry and had the potential to make huge roads from an efficiency standpoint for airlines. And so they wanted to get in the business. They acquired it and became... Um, co-manager of the office, the, the two entrepreneurs went and we took their money and retired, uh, rightfully so. They took the risk and they built a great business and they reaped their rewards. They deserve it, it, right? Um, and uh, my vice president sat me down and said, uh, you have a new task and that task is to build a brand new consulting business, global consulting business that's going to help uh, change the way air traffic control is done so we can get more airplanes in the air. Uh, eventually, Jefferson got bought by Boeing a year after they acquired us. Small company. This right? is a small yeah. little company yeah. called Boeing, you know, Big B. Um, 
And that's when Boeing bought us, that's what I got tasked to do is to create an environment out there in the world where more airplanes could be in the air because that grew the market size for Boeing and their in obviously their core product 70 plus years was making airplanes. Uh, and that's what I did in my 22 year career with Boeing was to build that that global business. Uh, some of the highlights of my career was I uh, led a team to help the Chinese get the Beijing airport ready for their summer Olympics. Uh, we did that in 2006 and seven. And because of that success, we got the business out of the Russians for their winter Olympics in 2014 in Sochi, Russia. Um, uh, our efforts in Beijing enabled Beijing to become the second busiest airport in the world behind Atlanta. Is the kind of impact that we had. So, uh, unfortunately, uh, because of the 737 crisis, I got laid off from Boeing, and uh, I had a number of conversations with people prior to that in the uh, in the company. Well, they said, you really need to go out and do your own coaching business because you have a natural gift for building people and building businesses. Um, I was heavily sought out within the company uh, in terms of being a mentor. Um, I had people from all over the business that approached me about um, being a mentor for them. And when you're trying to do a global business and you're on an airplane traveling around the world all the time, you don't have a lot, a lot of space for that. I made no. space for it, but... Um, I had wanted to do that on a part-time basis after what I'd hoped to have been more like a 30-year career with Boeing, but it got cut short at 22. And so I said, okay, I'm going to go do this full-time. And so I took the risk, started my own company. I called it Generate Your Value because this words, and we'll get into that here in a minute, um, mean a lot to me. And we're going to be talking about those words those words today and I mean heck I mean eventually you and I you and I got together through the through the business networking group and had conversations about what those words mean to you and we'll get into that in a minute and here we are uh been in been in the business for about a year uh let's see this is August yeah I launched it early September uh last year so we're pretty much it doesn't feel like it's been that long no, it, it feels like it's been a long time, but not, if that no, makes any sense. It's funny how time works, but no, I mean, I, th- I think it's awesome. Just your, your career history of not just having a, you know, singular cultural focus as well when it comes to generating value, but a global experience and different cultures and different societies and, you know, what you can contribute to business owners and entrepreneurs that, are looking to do the same thing. Yeah, my biggest fear getting into it was as soon as you start talking about Boeing, which is one of the largest corporations in the United States and the biggest exporter right. in dollar value for the United States, it's like, well, what the heck do you know about small business and everything? And that's when I start telling the story I just told is that I built a business within a business. Right. It's a service-oriented business, uh, which is not the mainstay. You know, Boeing's a big, huge manufacturer, but... The service business was continually growing and is going to be as big as the manufacturing business if, if you know, we get through this pandemic and everything else and Boeing gets back on track with their business. Um, their hope is that the service business outpaces manufacturing. Yeah. Is their big long-term goal um, going into the future. So 
uh, I like to tell that story because it's, it, you know, I had to fight for resources inside the company on the marketing and financial side, just like an entrepreneur does. Entrepreneur right. goes outside the company and hires contractors to do that work for them. I had to do the same thing, but I had to find it within the company. Right. And when you're in that large of a company, everybody's job descriptions is about an inch wide. And it might take you six phone calls going from person to person to person to finally figure out who has that dot right. within the company to help you out with it. So it was just as much work as trying to go out and find contractors and interview them and get the best resource out there in the market for you to help yeah. you build your business. And I built the business into a seven-figure business. That's huge. I mean, you know, being able to transfer that, it it would never happen. But if I were to go back into corporate America and leadership, it'd be a completely different ballgame. Right? Oh, absolutely. Come, I mean, serving And leaders. you'd be you'd be swimming upstream. Right. Oh, no doubt. Against I mean, the typical corporate culture. Right. I'd be a salmon swimming upstream and there'd be a lot of bears trying to catch me. But <laughs> you know. So, um, but that's the beautiful thing and you know, I really think that's why this has come together so well and why this relationship started in the first place between us is just both experiences, different, different age group though. So mm -hmm. we can speak to everybody. Um, and really just hopefully help people just grow and grow and grow. Yeah. So, so, so my services, uh, just for the audience, um, I have a threefold program. Uh, one is a peer-to-peer -peer advisory group uh, for a small amount of money every month. We put eight to nine to 10 entrepreneurs around the table for four hours in a month and talk about each other's business. And we go back to the earlier part of our conversation, the, the village, right? Right. It's about being a village for each other. And, and each business owner is going to bring a particular topic or area of the business that they want work on and input from, from this group of hopefully will soon become friends right? Uh, and your cheerleaders and so forth in your business and help you grow. Right. Right. To be that positive supportive group. So that's, that's the first element of the program. The second is um, some classwork that, um, and we'll get into this in the next uh, episode of the podcast gets into your why. Mm-hmm. Why are in your business? What, where are your passions? And then leveraging that through, okay, what are you doing to create, I call it white space in your time to actually be working on your business instead of in your business, Right. which is a common trap for entrepreneurs is they're so caught up in the tactics and the minutia of their business that they're not actually strategically thinking about where they want to take the business. And then growth is stunted. And growth is stunted. Yeah. Um, or, or it's, at the very worst, it's very limited. Right. Right. Uh, so that's program number two. And then number three is just one-on-one. -on -one. Um, life coaching part, where, who, who are you as a person? Where are you working in your life to take a 360% look? And what are you doing right. to bring joy and happiness that's and passion into your life? Right. So have a personal attestation of what that can add. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Um, or um, you have a particular area of your business you want to work on that it takes more work beyond just the four hours a month with an advisory group where you want my talent, skills, and experiences of working in a global business um, that I can help you with a particular 
uh, you know, you got a troublesome employee that you need to deal with. What's the best route to uh, you, you now bringing in, um, you're creating a new job with a new skill set that you've never had experience with. You want some advice on what's the best way to go doing it. Those type of issues where you just, just being you as a, one of my clients to sitting in a room for an hour and having a discussion to sort of um, coach you and help you. And I want to make this distinction. It's coaching. And good coaching is about asking the right questions and getting the person on the other side of the table, your client involved in the conversation and teaching them how to fish. Right. Right. It's not consulting where I come in and just hand you the answer. It's, it's thinking out loud and working through it so that when you go back to your, your business or your office or whatever, that you've learned a new skill that you can now use in your business. And the end game for me is that you don't need me anymore. Right. I, I, I hope to put myself out of <laughs> business as it comes to you as a client is, is the ultimate goal out of that. Okay, so let's, let's talk about um, these words, uh, generate your value. And let's so start. Pinpoint value. Yeah, right? let's, let's key on that last word, value. So in preparation for this episode, I went to dictionary.com and I pulled out. Um, some definitions of value. So let's let's talk about a few of these, okay? Um, so the word value. First definition is a relative worth, merit, or importance, like the value of a college education or the value of, of, of the queen in the game chess, right, as an example. Uh, definition number two, monetary or material worth. Um, like in the sentence, this piece of land has greatly increased in value. Right, so you're putting right. some kind of um, worth, if you will, on a particular asset or right. uh, or a particular experience, which we'll get into. Um, what are some other definitions here? So, the worth of something in terms of the amount of other things for which it can be exchanged or in terms of some medium of exchange. Equivalent worth or return in money, material, services, etc., to give value for value received. So an exchange or an estimated or assigned worth or a valuation. So for an example, a rare painting with a current value of $500,000 or a denomination as a monetary issue, like a postage stamp. Right. But the, the key thing is that the word value has many faces. Right? right. So when we get into the business world, uh, it obviously um, starts relating to your product or service. Right. Right. Your product or service is helping to solve a, a problem. Right. Out in the marketplace, and depending on the size of the problem that you're trying to tackle with your product or service, lends itself to a certain value. Right. Out there in the world, that people are going to use a common currency, if you will, a common item out there in the world that you can exchange. Business 101 is find a problem and fix it, right? And fix it, right? So but the value proposition is how well do you fix it? Right. So Right. And how how well does that value match what people are willing to pay for it, right? right? You can go out and, and create the world's best paperclip and try and charge people $50 for it and they're going <laughs> right. to laugh in your face because... Right. 
the value they see in the in the utilization of a paperclip in their mind is not worth fifty dollars, maybe right. fifty cents, but not fifty dollars. Right. Right. So that's that's where the word value comes into play in a traditional sense within business. But um, that's that's a physical value. That's a physical asset or or physical service that you're offering. But there's there's also emotional value. Right. You know, so now when you start coming into the people aspect, and I don't care whether the people are your family, your spouse, your coworkers, your direct reports, um, anybody that's a person, now all of a sudden you start talking about emotional value. Right. Right. How is your experience with a person? What is the trust level with the person? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, at the end, end of the day, when you and I are about to be put 20 foot feet into the ground, yeah, and people come to, to the memorial service or whatever, what are people talking about? They, no, nobody right. brings their Ferrari into the room or, or their $2.6 million house or whatever. People are talking about their what? relationship with you and their experience with you. Right. And what you did in the world. Right. How what, you generated you your value in the their world. Their life, not what you added right. to your own. So emotional value is just as important, if not more. I'd say more. That what you're bringing definitely. into the world uh, and is a huge part of your personal brand. And, um, you know, we're going to be talking a lot about personal brand on this, on this right. podcast People and how always- you... Present yourself to the world. Yeah. I mean, people will always remember how you made them feel. That's Correct. the biggest thing. Correct. How you made them feel. Not what you did, not what you said, what but your, how you made them feel. What is your experience feel. with them? What is your trust level with them? And those are right. exactly the two key elements that go into a brand for a company. Is Correct. How is, how is your customer set experiencing you and how big of a trust level do they have with you through both their exchange and interactions with you as well as the quality of the product or service that you've put right. out there in the marketplace. Well, I think that's a great segue into the other part of value is you as a person, but also your business has to have a certain concrete set of values, yes. right? You know, morals, ideologies, culture, right? You know, we as individuals, you, you hear you, you have to know yourself. You have to know you your and stick to your values but a business should be treated treated the same way we'll get into that i know mm-hmm. but you can't there there's no reason to differentiate the two both have to have a culture both have to have values both have to have morals in order to be able to effectively deliver that value to the customer to yes. the consumer yes and Regardless if you're an employee within the company from a value set or your customer having experience with this, uh, where you get into high-powered organizations is when that, that value or the values that you're bringing, uh, we're going to get into that in the next episode with a why, how, what. Right. Um, when those align, when you as a business owner or leader can effectively communicate that value set to both the customer through marketing and the actual interaction with you, as well as it aligns with the people you're bringing on board to your organization and their personal values. 
align with the values of the company, that's when companies start becoming high speed, high profit generation uh, in their future. And that's that's the end goal on the, the leaders, the CEOs, whatever of companies that pay attention to that and put a lot of weight on those aspects are the ones that are going to be the most successful. Right. I'm really looking forward to the next episode to dig more into that. So, um, I mean, Andy, where do you see us going in the future? What's the big goal here just for you? I mean, personally, and then can answer the same thing. Well, the big goal for me is just having one more extension of how I'm generating value in people's lives, you know, whether it's through a one-on-one coaching experience Mm -hmm. or, through the discussions that we'll have on this podcast, uh, my intention and my goal is to try and make the words generate your value be like FedEx and Kleenex. They are common words that are beginning to show up in everybody's everyday lives. And there's a focus on it in their life to do that 360 look around themselves and say, First of all, how am I generating value to myself? Where's the self-leadership? Where's the self-love? Because you got to start with that first mm-hmm. before you can then turn around and start doing it for others. Because right. if you're empty inside, you'll never be successful in doing it in right. other people's lives. And so that's what this is all about for me is helping people to get to that point where they can start looking at the relationship with their kids, with their spouse, with their neighbors, where the coworkers, and if they're a leader, the people that they're leading and asking themselves, how are you generating value in those people's lives? And that's just the common three words. It's constantly in their head and they're constantly looking at it. That would be my dream right. of why I started this company and approached you about doing, let's do a podcast yeah. and talk about this. I mean, when you came to me about, or we came to each other, I guess, with the idea of the podcast, it it was a no brainer. I mean, being able to take the experience that we both had and show how we've been able to apply that to teams, to others' lives. Yes. And just have a massive platform that has no bounds, that has no time frames, that can be listened to at any point by anybody to be able to, even if it's a little light, a little bit at a time, just start to open up eyes and really, like we said, generate a massive amount of value in this world using every media possible. Um, and, you know, again, entrepreneur things from A to Z, I love that, you know, the kind of corny side of me um, loves the A to Z. I appreciate that recommendation from somebody, but uh, being able to really dig in with other successful entrepreneurs of what their value has been, how they've generated their brand and go along with these common themes that we're going to really dig into. Right. So, and honestly, in a very short time, I see this being a very, you know, well tapped into podcast or that's my prayer because I feel like what we're going to be able to deliver is going to be huge. I do too. I do too, but we're just two people standing in a room having this. Uh, our hope and dream is that this resonates with you uh, out in our audience with this. Um, maybe you never even thought about the words generate your value. And maybe we've opened up a door a little bit for you to start thinking about that. We hope that you'll join us right. in this journey. This is a journey for Zach and I, like you said, from A it to is. Z. 
it's a life journey for us, uh, wanting to generate value in people's lives, and we hope that you'll join us. Um, I think it's been a great start yeah, for agreed. us in this first episode, sort of laying um, some foundation down on what we mean by generate your value and where we're going to go on this journey, and we hope that you will join us. So with that, let's close this episode. We've got more to talk about, and it's... Um, it's an absolute joy for me to be on this journey with you. So glad you same, same. <laughs> accepted. Glad we finally did it. Accepted my idea and said, "Yeah, let's go do this." So, yeah. and to everybody that tuned in, thank y'all. Um, hopefully, you're along for the journey, and uh, you can uh, invite some others to enjoy the ride. Absolutely. So, uh, enjoy the rest of your day and week. Uh, we hope it's a successful one for you, and that you're out there generating value in the world and other people's lives and We'll see you next time. Remember, next episode drops next Tuesday afternoon. Next Tuesday afternoon. Until then. Thank you so much for joining us today on this episode of the Generate Your Value podcast. If you find our conversations to be useful in your life, I invite you to subscribe to our podcast so that you don't miss an episode. You can find me online at Primerica.com slash Brian with a Y, Z Levy, the Facebook and LinkedIn platforms. For information on my coaching services, if you're in the Atlanta area, go to www.generateyourvalue.com. You can also find me and my company on the LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram platforms. Simply search for Generate Your Value. Once again, thanks for joining us for today's podcast, and we invite you to generate your value in this world.